Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Buffalo Shots Podcast. Hello again and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast, brought to you by Morbidly Beautiful. I'm Casey, as always. Now that may be a new intro for many of you listeners who have been with me for a long time, but I mentioned last week that I will be teaming up with Morbidly Beautiful, and I couldn't be happier. In case you don't know what Morbidly Beautiful is, check out their website at morbidlybeautiful.com for some great pop culture horror articles such as the real life horror of Mandy which was a movie with uh, Nick Cage that came out I guess late last year or a top five list about must see Spanish horror films you're not going to get the typical everyday mainstream reviews on there you're going to get a whole lot of new interesting stuff so I'm very excited about being partnered up with them so be sure to check out their stuff as well as continuing to listen to the horror shots podcast also, if you ever do want to contact me, feel free to do so at my own website at horrorshots.com, Instagram at horrorshotsphotography, Twitter at horrorshotspod, Facebook at horrorshots, or email at horrorshotspodcast at gmail.com. whole lot of different ways you can contact me if you ever have any stories you want to share, or if you just want to give me feedback in general. Lastly, don't forget to leave reviews. Reviews help little guys like me get found by more people. It's all I ask. You don't have to do it. There's no obligation, but it would help immensely if you just dropped a little review and tell me and the world what you think of the podcast. Now on to the actual cast itself. Today we will be looking at the Thunderbird once again. Now I didn't expect last week's to go as long as it did. It went almost 20 minutes with just the origins and some mythological facets of the Thunderbird. But I didn't get to any stories, and what good is a mythological creature or a legend without any stories to go along with it? So that is what this cast is all about. We're going to be talking about how the origins of it became what it is today, and some stories about its culture, about where it came from, and you know, just all sorts of different tales that have been passed along through time. So without further ado, I'm just going to get right into this and get into some storytelling myths and this is again a lot of it from mythology.net and it was provided by professor geller not the friends guy not ross well his name might be ross i don't know that would be strange regardless so we're going to start with the thunderbird fighting the mimlos whale at one point in time it was said that there was a great flood that covered a significant portion of the earth during this flood thunderbird is said to have fought the Mimlos Whale. Their fight was long and brutal. The Thunderbird would grab the Mimlos Whale with his mighty talons and drag the creature to his mountain nest. Mimlos Whale was tricky, however, and would manage to escape the nest and find refuge in the water once again. Every time the Thunderbird captured the Mimlos Whale, there would be a great fight between the two beasts. The noise that resulted from their fight was so great that it shook the mountains. Their battle was so brutal that they uprooted all the trees in the area in which they fought. 
The fight between Thunderbird and Mimloswale continued for a great period of time until finally Thunderbird was tired and allowed Mimloswale to escape into the depths of the ocean. It is said that this is why the killer whale can still be found in the oceans today, and it's thought that the Mimloswale was actually a killer whale or orca. Although the fight between the two creatures ended with no clear victor, the memory of their battle can still be seen on the face of the earth. The places where they fought still remain bare of trees to this day, and thought it to be the prairies that are found on the Olympic Peninsula. The Thunderbird turns people to stone. This is said to be a time when a hunter living in Beaver Prairie happened across one of Thunderbird's kills while looking for food. While there, he saw a great whale that the Thunderbird had carried into the prairie. The whale was so heavy that the Thunderbird needed to rest before eating its prey and had fallen asleep. The hunter took a feather from the Thunderbird's wing and went back to his people. When he returned to his village, he told his people of his encounter with Thunderbird and showed them the wing as evidence. The wing was as long as a canoe paddle, and it did not take them long before they had come to the belief that the hunter was telling the truth. He then told the people that he had seen a whale in the prairie, and that if they went quickly, they would be able to cut up the whale and eat it for themselves. A great number of beach and river tribes came in canoes and approached the dead carcass of the whale. In their greedy excitement, they cut the whole whale, cut it up into little pieces. By the end of the evening, the entire whale had been cut into pieces and was being cooked by the people. They were satisfied with this feat, though their satisfaction would not last long. Suddenly, the sky became dark and the clouds began to draw together. This was the sign that Thunderbird was returning and was angry with the people for stealing his food while he was sleeping. He caused a great storm to take place. At first, the storm was only rain. Soon, however, the rain turned into hail that was larger than a man's fist. The hail pummeled to the ground with brutal speed and killed everyone on the prairie below. After Thunderbird's storms passed, he turned the people and all of their stolen meat into stone. This caused a ridge of large rocks to be formed. This ridge reached from one edge of the prairie to the other. It is said that this ridge still exists today. If one looks closely, they can see the head and ribs of the great whale that was stolen from Thunderbird. Thunderbird causes a great flood and separates the Quileute people. It is once said that Thunderbird became so angry with the people that he caused a great flood to occur. The oceans rose so high that the Aquileute were forced to get into their boats and take shelter. The oceans rose so high that even the tops of the mountains were covered with water. This went on for four days. After four days, the Aquileute people sailed with no sun or landmarks to guide them. When the waters receded, again for four days... It was discovered that many of them had been scattered. When they found land again, some of the Quileute found that they were in Ho. Others discovered themselves in Chimacum. Both of these groups decided to stay there to live out their lives. Very few of the people forced to flee were able to find their way back to their homeland. The origin of the Thunderbird according to the Passamakodi peoples. It is said that the Thunderbird was discovered when two warriors, the Passamakodi, people wanted to find the origin of thunder. They embarked on a journey that took them 
north until they reached a large mountain. These mountains were magical and were able to pull apart slowly and then smash together again very quickly. The warriors crossed the mountain pass one after another, each vowing to the other to continue if they were unable to succeed in their mission. The first warrior made it through the mountain pass, but the second warrior was crushed by the colliding rocks. Once on the other side of the mountain pass, the first warrior found a large plain with a group of wigwams. Near the wigwams, there was a group of Indians who were playing a game. For a while they played, but after some time had passed, they decided it was time for them to go. They went into the wigwams and put on wings, then flew back over the mountains to the south. There were, however, a few of the elder men that still remained in the camp. When they saw the warrior, they questioned him to discover who he was and why he wandered into their camp. He told them of his desire to discover the origins of thunder. The elders talked for a while until they were able to decide on a way to help him understand said origins. After some time, they called the warrior over and put him inside a large mortar. They then pounded all of his bones until they were broken and created a new body for the warrior, complete with wings, like Thunderbird. Then they gave the young warrior a bow and arrows and sent him on his way. This is how the Passamaquoddy warrior became a Thunderbird. Legend claims that he still guards over the Indians and is a mighty protector. Thunderbird saves people from Unctahi. According to legend, the Thunderbird, Wakintanka, was the grandson of the great sky spirit that had created the world and brought people into existence. All would have been peaceful if the water spirit, Unctahi, not gotten involved. Unctahi thought people were parasites, and she and her followers tried to drown all humans. Terrified, the people retreated to the highest hills they could find and prayed for help. Wankintaka heard their pleas and came to fight Unctahi, so she would leave the people in peace. Wankintaka caused lightning to split open the earth. This drained Unctahi and the Unctahali, her followers, into the cracks far away from mankind. Now, we did go over some of the origin of the myth before, but we're going to get into a little more detail now. Many who have studied the Thunderbirds myth are convinced that it originated as a way for Native Americans to better explain the world around them. Just like any religion, early religion especially, it is supposedly a creature who has control over both life and death. As such, the Thunderbird serves as a respected deity, and demonstrates how the elements can give humans both life and cause death or endangerment. People who think the story of the Thunderbird is figurative often point to the story of travelers who went in search of Thunderbird. In this story, there are two travelers looking to discover the origin of thunder. When they look to the part of the story that tells us one of the travelers is crushed between two rocks, some scholars are convinced that this is a metaphor used to discuss the semi-visible shape of the man in the moon as a crushed Indian warrior. If this warrior is a fixture in the moon, it could mean that the Thunderbird is a constellation. There is one pictograph in particular that intrigues researchers for its resemblance to a stellar figure that many believe could be a supernova. Despite these speculations, the origin of the Thunderbird myth is admittedly unknown. Pterodactyls and megafauna. A couple of other theories going to throw at you now. While many rely on a more theological explanation, there are some who believe the stories of a Thunderbird 
are inspired by real creatures that were witnessed by the early Native Americans. The explanation for which creatures this may be tends to vary, but tends to lead suggestions that the Thunderbird could be a cryptid as well as a legendary creature. Those who point to pterodactyls are insistent that the early Native Americans were known to inhabit the Americas at a point in time when they could have encountered one of these creatures if it had managed to survive past the estimated extinction date of dinosaurs. Because the pterodactyl's greatest wingspan, it is plausible that the sound made from the creature's flapping of wings could have been the cause of the name Thunderbird. The pterodactyl is also a solid candidate because it has teeth. While teeth do not always appear in the legend of the Thunderbird, there are many totem poles with carvings of the creature that suggests it does have teeth. The major drawback to the pterodactyl being the source of the myth is that the wings of the Thunderbird and the wings of the pterodactyl appear to be very different. The pterodactyl is thought to have wings that are similar to that of a bat. The Thunderbird, however, is thought to have wings that are feathered and quite vibrant and beautiful. There's some that still argue the pterodactyl could be a likely candidate because the wings could have been a similar color, and the native tribes may have simply observed these creatures from a distance without ever interacting with them up close. Details in the legend, however, contradict this. Legends of the Thunderbird often refer to the bright colors of the creature's feathers. These two facts seem to eliminate the pterodactyl entirely. There may, however, be an alternate explanation. Species of megafauna are known to have existed in the Americas during that time, that the first peoples would have been settling on the continent, and it is possible that a species of megafauna is responsible for the very detailed description of the Thunderbird. This is one of the more commonly accepted theories as to the origin of the Thunderbird, especially those who are hoping to find a cryptid. Though it is extremely uncommon that a cryptid of this size would be able to stay and hide from modern eyes this long, the possibility still proves to be intriguing to many pseudoscientists. So that is going to bring us to an end of our discussion of the Thunderbird. If you have any details that I missed out, or if you have any other resources other than just mythology.net feel free to shoot me a message let me know leave a comment leave a uh, review whatever you want to tell me what i missed or if you have anything to add feel free to do that as well also if there is anything you want me to talk about feel free to let me know in any way possible i mentioned all the ways at the beginning of the podcast on how you can reach me so you can do any of those things hit me up let me know what you want to hear what you want to learn about and if there's any favorites that you have i do have the history of demons series that i will be continuing on throughout this season as well so if there's a particular demon you want me to look into i do have the big book of demons kicking around my little office space here so feel free once again i would like to thank morbidly beautiful for sponsoring the show and let me team up with them and allowing me to share their stuff their site their information with you so feel free to check them out as well so until next week